We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack-A-Day podcast, the Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. Now, the weekend is almost here. Aaron Rodgers is still a Green Bay Packer. I am one half of your Thursday crew, Jason Perrone. You can also find me on the Quick Slants podcast over at Game On Wisconsin. With me, as always, of Packer Report is Mark Eccles. So, Mark, I tease the, tease the lead. Aaron Rodgers is still a Green Bay Packer. Your thoughts? You know, I never, ever thought it was going to drag on like, like this. Now, I don't know what, you know what would be perfect? I mean, I, hopefully, you know, as you and I have talked about this, we, we want this trade to go down on a, like a Wednesday afternoon, right? Wednesday right. evening. Of course. So we get the story, you know, so we can. But you know when it's going to happen, right? April Fool's Day. Oh, April Fool's Day. Oh, that's true. I forgot about April 1st. Yeah. Jeez, that would make so much sense. That would make so much I mean, sense. Because they're all a bunch of. Well, the, get it done. No, know, they definitely are. Get it done. They definitely are. Your, your scenario last week was. Phenomenal, where Rodgers comes in and, and love love can't play, <laughs> and he him takes him to the Super Bowl. Love gets hurt. And he goes, <laughs> well, nah, yeah. that's not going to happen now. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Well, Definitely no, I not. mean this bridge, this bridge hasn't been burned. It's been. You ever seen the old movie, which is it's a great movie, Bridge on the River Kwai? I know of it. I haven't the seen World it. War Two movie. Well, they blew up the bridge on the River Kwai. Well, that's what that's what they happened this week at the owners' meeting. Yes, it, that bridge got blown up. Right. So without any further ado, the Wednesday crew talked about it and the, the comments that Brian Gutekunst made at the owner's meeting, which incidentally took place just a few minutes from where I'm sitting right now. No, I, I did not say, go. How, you're pretty close, though. I am. Right? I am really close to the Biltmore. Yeah, I did not go and stalk anybody. I've never gone over that week because I just, you know, I don't want to. a pretty nice place. I've, I've covered owner's meetings there. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And they take the they take the head coach picture out in the lawn and all that good stuff. The weather's nice, which it was. It's been good. But Brian Gutekunst, for the first time, Mark, we heard some pointed comments from him about his attempts to try to reach yes. Aaron Rodgers. Now, some of it, we obviously don't have access to cell phone records. <laughs> and I've heard everything from how is it possible that they he did try to call him or he probably did try to call him to. I even heard some discussion about how good the cell phone reception in Green Bay is <laughs> on, on a radio show as well. So. As far as your take on that, I mean, this is this is I'm not going to say it's precedented in your in your experience, but the GM finally speaks back. It's it's uncommon. So we we finally got a nugget from the team side. So are you are you buying what Goody is saying? Yeah. Um, but well, you know, it's easy. Like When it first came out, everybody's like, oh, somebody's lying. Somebody's. And I thought that's, that was my first thought. Well, ooh, Goody's not he's not telling the same story that Aaron Rodgers told. But when I thought about it more and looked at exactly what both of them said, I don't like calling people liars unless I know they're lying. Unless, you know, I know for a fact what happened. Like, if it's like, you know, if I know that, I don't know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? If, if I know it's a lie, then I'll call it a lie. But I don't, I'm not there. I don't, like you said, I don't have phone cell records. So, but when I looked, so when I looked at it over closer and, and, and really like what they both, I'm not going to say either one lied. I just think they, they interpret what happened differently. They both agreed that they talked after the season. Right. And they both agreed that they were going to get talk again. And they both said they didn't talk again. Now, why didn't they talk again? 
Who knows? I mean, I kind of believe. I don't think Goody just would would just make up that he tried to get a hold. I mean, as we've said a million times on this show, and we're quoting Ted Thompson through Mark Murphy, Aaron Rodgers is a complicated fella. <laughs> oh, there's no way that with the easy way that that can be confirmed and re- rebutted that Goody made up the idea that he reached out to Aaron Rodgers. No, how, he it, and, how he did it? How he did it? Here's what I think. Okay, and again, this is pure speculation on my part, but. I think from, again, just adding up everything that, that has been said by both Rodgers and by, by the Packers, I think after they met right after the season, like they, we all know that they did. Mm-hmm. Exit interview. They, they, you know, they, they talked a little bit about what the future. And I think the Packers came to the conclusion that, all right, Aaron, you know, if you want to come back, you can come back. But here's the deal. You got to come to OTA and you have to come, you know, to the mini camp. You no more just showing up for the for the mandatory stuff. We want you here all the time. You're the quarterback. You're the leader. You're our captain. You're we need you working with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and Samari Tori and whoever else we we bring in here. None of this coming in last minute stuff. We also need you to redo your contract, which Rogers had said that he he would do that. Right. Okay. So that's part two. Mm-hmm. And part three. Sorry, Aaron. The guys we just talked about you're working with, that's who you're working with. Randall Cobb, not coming back. Mercedes Lewis, not coming back. Robert Tunyon, not coming back. So this old gang of mine ain't, you know, not, we're, 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 we're moving on. Mm-hmm. So, but, you, but you're welcome back. But, that, but, but this is what's going to happen. And I think Rodgers kind of saw that coming too, and that's why he didn't answer the phone when, <laughs> when Goody called him because he didn't want to hear about all the things that they wanted him to do. Right. So he got the message loud and clear from the Packers when he left. And he basically just he, he told his representation, I'm out. Let's find let's find another place for me to play. Or maybe he did specifically say New York. I mean, he oh, he well, they hired Hackett. That was uh, the hired Hackett. I mean, he said it out loud. I still I still go back. And I know listen, Hackett, I, was, Hackett was hired like a long time ago. Right. That was like. Not long after the season, right? Right. It's been when a minute. They fired yeah. the floor with brother and hired Hackett. Yeah, it's, it's been yeah. a while. Yeah, it's definitely been a while. So this thing seems like it's been in the works. but And I know that I'm getting really ticky-tack here, but I don't see a lot of people saying it. And maybe I'm, I'm the big dork for saying it, so that's fine. But Rodgers going on McAfee and talking about wanting to play for the Jets. Now, just because the Packers gave him and his agent permission to talk to the Jets, is he... I mean, he's openly talking about playing for another team. He's still under contract with the Packers. So that yeah. isn't tampering? No, I mean, I know I'm, I know that that's like they're not going to bust Rodgers for, but it is, isn't it? No, no, a player. I don't think a player can be accused of talent. If the Jets were saying, and they kind of are a little bit, but a player can. I mean, I've had through the years of players. I I want out of here. I want to go play for the Cowboys. Or I want to go play for the Giants. I want to go play. You know, whatever. Player can say that. I mean, that's not a team can tamper. A player doesn't tamper. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Got it. Um, so yeah, I don't. The whole this is the it, this is getting it's weird and it's getting weirder by the by the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like it, it, they're getting closer. And Goody said some other interesting things that we can get on. I thought you know I thought Goody took the gloves off a little bit too when he said things like we would prefer if a player has a problem they come directly to us and not through the media, and not through the media. Yeah. But, but but that's what he does. Uh-huh. And, yes. I, and 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 that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Pat McAfee is very much the media, so you're right there. Yeah, and, and not then, only is and, that media, and, and not only is that media, Mark, but it, it, you watched that show the one day because we I had. We, it once. I know, and and there's probably a reason why you hadn't watched it before, yeah. right? I mean, right. it's it's we don't even need to get, go get off on the tangent of of how much it's changed since way back when it really was. You kind of had to wait for the paper the next day to find out <laughs> yeah. what was going on in town. Everything is so instantaneous now, and there's. Yep sources and fake sources and fake information and leaked information from both sides. I mean, teams and players are actually putting out stuff to throw the other sides off as well. So it's gotten very, very interesting, but yeah, I mean, right. I, it, it has to end. Just get it. This, you know, as a Packer fan, uh, see, I, I'll, I'll talk as a Packer fan and then I'll talk as a former journalist, I guess, but as a fan, I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. I don't. I don't even care what they get anymore. Just get the deal done. Yeah. Get it over. I don't. I mean, Goody admitted they're not. They're not looking for number thirteen anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, so just get it done. Get, right. get give me the second. Right, give me whatever second and something next year and a couple players and I'm good to go. Rogers fatigue. 
has definitely yeah. set in. I mean, it's going to be it's going to get to the point where it's going to feel weird and really slow and boring when we start talking about the 2023 <laughs> Green Bay Packers. No, it's going to be fun. And I mean, it, Packers are going to be fun. I, I mean, I'm being tongue in cheek there because <laughs> we'll we'll it's like, well, what do we do now? This topic that's been force fed to us every single day for the last three months is now resolved and it's taken care of. Now I said, and I know it's not an ideal scenario, but I said yesterday when we were chatting, I said, is there any chance that somehow this thing gets, doesn't get done until draft day? That, that seems disastrous from a planning standpoint. And and there's nothing, I I don't think any, I don't think either side, I mean, the Packers don't benefit financially between whether whether it's the draft or, you know, before June 1st, so I don't I don't know why that would happen, but it's the Jets. I mean, that's why I said it's it's the Jets. Any anything is on the table with that. The only or- thing is, and you know, again from my experience covering thirty some drafts, teams want to know like you want to know what you have. Like, like if so, if you're the Packers, you want to know: Do I have two second round picks and something else, or do mm-hmm. I not? Do I do I just have what I have? Right. Am I getting? Am I? Getting, I'll throw the name that's been mentioned most. You know, do I have Corey Davis or do I not have Corey? Davis? I mean, because because the Packers have made it. The Packers made it pretty clear both uh, Goody and and Lafleur at the owners' meetings both you know had press conferences and I think they both mentioned they would they want a veteran wide receiver, which I've been I've been beating that drum since the season ended. Um, I I like the Packers' young group of wide receivers. I do. Um, I've come around on Watson, obviously. I love Dobbs. Um, I like Tory. I've always liked Tory. And I'm and don't everyone's overlooking Bo Melton. Bo Bo Melton is a is an interesting. He was picked ahead of Tory in the draft list. Does year. Bo know? <laughs> I don't know Bo. He's not, he's not that Bo. Right. But he can run. Bo Bo is a miniature version of Christian Watson in a lot of ways. He can. Mm-hmm. He has. I'd love to see them have like a like a race in camp one day. Just you know. Because he can run. Bo Melton runs four three. So anyway, I I like that young group, but it's young. It's it's they're babies. Yeah. They they need and you know I don't think it's going to be Randall Cobb, but they need someone that's been in the league a few years. So if it's not Cor- if if it's not Corey Davis, then the Packers got to go out and trade or sign some veteran wide receiver. Yeah. Now if they're getting Corey Davis, then they don't have to do that. Yeah, they need to better. You know, so they need some experience they have to in the know room. that. Do you do you um, think that? And and I don't know who's doing receivers. I don't think it's us. But do you no, think do you think that's going to how big? I shouldn't say it, it'll come into play, but how big of a factor do you think that'll that'll be when when Goody's looking at maybe adding some pass catchers? Obviously, tight end is different than receiver. But if he's going to add a receiver, you know, do you think that might might have him shy away from? I don't think they'll go with one in the first round anyway. They have no, they're not picking a wide receiver. But but do you think that's do you think that's one of the biggest contributing factors, or do you think they'll just stick with what they do, which is usually trench? You know, a defensive lineman or an edge rusher. Oh, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that later. I I, I had my th- my thoughts on the draft, but I've been writing my draft series now. But I yeah, I don't I don't want to watch. I don't know what they're thinking, but I'm pretty sure I'm, we're thinking the same way. They have four very young wide receivers. They're all in their second year. Mm-hmm. The four that I just mentioned: Watson, Dobbs, Torrey, Melton. They're all second year guys. They're they're babies. They don't need another baby. Yeah. They need a they need an old guy. You know, it's it's why I'm on pack a day. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. guys have enough. All you guys are young. You 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 need the old man. I'm Packers need a, need a me. Well, I don't need an old guy. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think I, I fit into the same category. Well, as you're the Alex. Old, yeah, you were the old guy till till I came along, I guess, huh? Right. I yeah, I, th- I think so, <laughs> Alex. Yeah, I'm, I'm not in the you know Alex Strofe, Perry Goldstein. There's I know there's other stuff. I'm leaving you out. I'm not calling you old. I'd, I'd oh, be the I'm last old, person I'm to call old, anybody old, on this old, team old, old because I'm definitely. I'm right behind you for sure, but yeah. No, nah, not right behind. You're but you need experience. Couple, <laughs> but you need. You're a couple decades behind. Well, to your to your point though, you need experience, and and I think this goes back to and there's been you know there's been a lot of and I'm sure you've seen it too. There's been a lot of discussion about how effective Brian Gutekunst has been as the Packers GM. This is the perfect time for for fans to either laud him or pounce on him for what they consider to be either okay I'm good with it I trust the process or man he's really struck out and hasn't been that good there was some other radio and podcasts that went through every single draft pick to try to figure out is Brian Gutekunst good at his job or not and I think you just if you look at the the whole the record as a whole obviously 2018 was not good but that's kind of an outlier Mike McCarthy was fired in season right they won 13 games Three seasons in a row after that. 
Right. Whether it was mostly because of Aaron Rodgers or the whole roster. I mean, you've got to give you got to give some credit to the GM. You give credit yes. to the coaches and the players and all that, of course. But you've got to give some credit to to the GM. And so that's why I'm more apt. I mean, Rodgers seems like he's out the door. And at the end of the day, we're Packers fans. I, I know there's some people that are going to be Aaron Rodgers fans and they'll follow him over to New York. Oh, I don't wish him. Like I've said a million times, I don't I don't wish him ill will. No, of but course I'm a Packer not. fan. I'm not. Mm-hmm. A, I'm not going to become a Jets fan. Right. No, um, agree. No, you. You. Of course not. I mean, we we want the Packers to be a good team. And listen, if it comes down to your, I don't know if you called it a dream scenario. I, I know it would be a big scenario of the you know the Jets make the Super Bowl, the Packers somehow get to the Super Bowl. Oh my God! And and they face each other in the championship. Then 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 we'll see some serious rubber meeting the road. At that point, well, I mean, I want to bring up. Um, a couple things too about well, let's go. Well, you, you asked about Goody and and what do I? Mm-hmm. I think I mean, listen, has he made mistakes? Yes. yes. Every general manager has missed on a draft pick or two, or or ten. Ron, Ron Wolf was in the Hall of Fame, right? Hall of Fame general manager mm-hmm. for, for from the Packers, the guy that, that came in and turned the fortunes around, right? From the the bad eighties and into the you know they've been good ever since, basically. Well, his first pick was. Was Terrell Buckley, who with with, with did, Troy Vincent, yeah. same position yeah. in his backyard in Wisconsin? <laughs> you know that was a terrible pick. Well, to be honest, well, I, I, not to be honest, to be to be fair, you're, I, I agree with you because I'm selfish. Packers wise, that was not a good pick for the Packers. No. He did end up playing quite a bit in the league, but no, I was even Troy thinking, Vincent. Troy Vincent went to six uh, Pro Bowls. I got you. I, I got you. I mean, I was quarterbacks of all time. I was even thinking a few years later. John Michaels in '96, yeah, because Ray Lewis was swiped out from underneath them. But I mean, John Michaels was bad. You know, they, they, Wolf has made miss. Wolf made now. Wolf traded for Brett Favre. That was that was what did it. And he signed Reggie White. And you're welcome, Ron. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, he. But his draft. I mean, you know, he made mistakes. Is the bottom line. He made he made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. But he he still. I'm not. I'm not taking away his hall of fame he also hired mike sherman yeah so i mean you know he made he made mistakes right (laughs) but he but he made enough good things to overcome them so and again we have a smaller sample size so so far of brian gutenkunz but i think for i think his drafts if if you can erase the third round his drafts have been pretty good Mm -hmm. the third for some reason I joke that it's it's too late at night. He, he gets tired, and he, you know something. But but he's made some good first round. Rashawn Gary, good first round pick. Jair Alexander, very good first round pick. And he and he, and he maneuvered with them. Like you know, he moved down and back up, and he's he's not afraid to do things mm-hmm. in the draft. So his drafts have been good. His one big foray into free agency was pretty good. He got Preston Smith, who's still a good solid player for the Packers. He got Z- Zadarius, who had. You know, two very, very good years for the Packers and got hurt and then got let go. But, you know, was a good signing. A- Adrian Amos, um, a good signing, played for B- Billy Turner was a was a solid signing. All four of those players time. were good. That was a good free agency um, year for the Packers. Mm-hmm. And then he's done things like, you know, finding Campbell, getting uh, De- Devontae Campbell as a a late free agent signing, getting them for next to nothing, and him turning into a, having an all-pro year, mm-hmm. picking up Rosal Douglas off the Cardinals practice squad, you know, Keyshawn Nixon last year, picking him, getting him now. I think Rich Bisaccia might have had a little, gave him a little credit for that, but still, you know, he signed him and turned into an all-pro kick returner and a good special teams player, a good backup corner, you know, just, a good, just another good signing. So I think if you added up all the good and the bad, the, the good would win. Yes, I agree. And that, with all that said, and I wrote this story last year for that draft, Keith's uh, head draft guy. And, you know, Ron Wolf is in the Hall of Fame because of Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. He drafts Brett, and Reggie White, too, but he drafts Brett Favre. He trades for, for Brett Favre. That was his legacy. Yep. Ted, Ted Thompson is in the Packers Hall of Fame because he drafted Aaron Rodgers. And now here's Gutekunz with Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. And I had a scout, I had a friend of, or I wouldn't say a friend, but a guy that, that knows Brian pretty well and worked with him. I had a quote from him saying, you know, again, saying Brian's done a good job, blah, blah, blah. He works hard. He's a real good scout, this, that. He said, but he's going to be judged on Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. You know, that, and he is. If Jordan Love is good, Ryan Gutekunz is going to look like a, he's going to look like Ron Wolf and Ted Thompson making right. a great, 
you know, pick a quarterback. If, if Love fails, probably going to lose his job. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's been talked about widely. And we know that's the case. And there's obviously this this, this season is going to be the beginning of that time period where we'll see the, what the Packers look like with love. I mean, I, you could also he's going to be tied to Matt LaFleur as well. I mean, whether that's right. fair or not, the head coach has to has to get the most out of him. Now it's like, OK, here you go. Here's your guy. And you don't have you know anything that was frustrating the Packers about Aaron Rodgers. Now, I also there was there was a report how. There would be meetings during the season oh, that's between Lafleur. Zach Gelb is a good friend of mine. Yeah, between okay, so between Lafleur and Rogers, and there were times when Rogers just would no show, no call, and not go yeah, to the meeting. That's incredible. That that turned me. That's that that's that's uh, I never I've never ever ever heard of something like that. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm not. But it's that's just that's insubordination. There are, I mean, and it also explains why the offense was so out of sync most of the year. Well. There are some like Bill Belichick, Tom Brady or not like that would have been dealt with very swiftly and very sternly. Or I would have been surprised if he cut the cord. I mean, you're you're in, that is the definition of insubordination. Yeah. So and according to the, the report, it wasn't like right, they were supposed to meet every was it Friday or whatever. I don't even know what day it was, but they were supposed to meet and, and go over things. And he it's not like he never showed up. He did show up some weeks, but some weeks not only did not like he didn't. According, again, according to Zach's re- report, and I trust Zach Elb as much as I trust anybody. I've known Zach when he started as a kid. He was doing – I used to do um, – he was working at a radio station in Princeton, New Jersey mm-hmm. when I was writing, writing for NJ.com. And I used to go on with him every Friday. It was called Football Fridays, and I would go on with him. So I know Zach. Now he's, now he's great. He's, CBS, he's, he's one of the best radio guys there, there is. So I, yeah, he, he, Zach's not the kind of guy that just – he's not a – throw stuff out there and try to get sensational. No, it's not, that's not what Zach does. So I believe this report to be 100% accurate. But he said, like, Rogers just wouldn't, like, he didn't even, like, it's not like he called and said, hey, Matt, listen, I got some personal things I got to take care of today. I'm not going to make it. I'm sorry. I, you know, we'll, we'll go over it. Like, no, he just didn't show up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Does it blow you away a little bit that it seems like Rogers thought that he had this latitude and he might have been like, oh, they finally said no or they're finally done and couldn't believe it? He really pushed it with that. Yeah. It, it's that's. Yeah. And I, and I don't like that. Right. That's that's like next that. level. I mean, we talked about insubordination. How about just flat out disrespectful yeah, to the team, yeah. to the team, that's to the organization? I mean, you're basically telling your you're also telling your teammates, hey, I, I'm better than you. I don't have to do the same things that you do. I don't have to put the same time in that the other 31 quarterbacks in the league do. And and again, as great as he is, and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, he won one. He's won one Super Bowl. Right. And 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 let's be honest. And we've gone over this a lot, you and I. The last couple, you know, he, even his MVP years, he failed in playoffs. Mm-hmm. He failed. Mm-hmm. And last year he failed miserably in the, against the Lions. He, you know, so no, he didn't. You know, you know, Jordan. The, 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 the old saying now is, you know, 
Jordan rules. You know, Michael Jordan had his own set. set of, well, Michael Jordan earned those set of rules. You know, right? It's a, he won it's a couple a, of big. There, he a, won a couple of really big games. Just yeah. a few. I mean, there's the old story. Jimmy Johnson used to tell the story. Jimmy Jimmy Johnson did the the Cowboys coach. He, he used to say that if a player fell asleep during the meeting, he he would cut that player. If Emmett Smith fell asleep during the meeting, the the meeting was going too too long, so we had to end it. Right. Yeah. So I mean, there is, there are. Listen, stars get star treatment. There's no, there, there's no getting around that. And and they somehow, did, and they yes, Aaron Rodgers should be treated differently than Royce Newman. Right. I mean, just to pick a player. Right. But not when you're having a one-on. That's why. That's why Rodgers gets to have the one-on-one meeting with with Matt Lafleur to go over the game plan mm-hmm. because he's earned that. I mean, not not every quarterback that, you know gets that right. Right. I, I, most a lot if. You know, let's pick up. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Jared Goff was getting that in in Detroit. Maybe, maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't know how the Lions operate, but it wouldn't surprise me if no, their offensive coordinator put the game plan in and and Goff ran it. You know, right? The fact that he was giving Rodgers that leeway to come in and meet and say, you know, I want to do this. I want to call this. Let's use let's let, let's use Aaron Jones more in the slot. Let's you know, let's whatever that he was giving him that freedom, and then for him to just like you said, disrespect them by not by, by not showing up is just awful. That's that leads to that leads back to the the Bob Begin podcast. I guess it was it wasn't really a story, but his, his report that whether and he, the, the word came out that the Packers were disgusted, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a strong. I said I don't know about that. Well, that lead, <laughs> that would make me disgusted. Right. Right. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's a huge issue there, too. And this is what the Jets apparently are are willing to take on and they've gone all in on. And and guess what? He's going to abuse, you know, Hackett's boys. He's going to walk all over him. Right. I mean, Hackett knows he has a job because Hackett didn't get hired because he, he's a great coordinator. He got hired because they wanted Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's it, it was just like. Last year, you have to assume that the Broncos thought they were going to take a shot at Rodgers, and so yeah. they brought Hackett in to be the head coach. This time, he's offensive coordinator in New York. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that that's that's what the play is, and so it just makes this whole timeline very curious. Again, I mean, here we are; we're still sitting here. It's like, and now again, last week, and I think we mentioned it on last week's show because it had already come out. Mark Murphy spoke at some event and joked that he was sworn to secrecy, <laughs> and that there is there's you know he he can't talk about. Anything so it just makes me wonder if this thing really is all teed up and there's just a specific date that they're waiting for. I don't know what that date would be. I don't either. And obviously, like you said, that you're you're gonna want it to be pre-draft because the Packers have some work they need to do. They're rebuilding. I mean, in, in all in, in yeah, most well, of the sense yeah. of the word, and they need they need some shots at players. I mean, they either need to move up and take a, a blue chip player, or they need to take a crack at three of these top 100 picks they have and hopefully hit on all three. Cause that would, that well, would hopefully help. they'll have four or four. And that would, that or would more, obviously yeah. really help. And, and the rebuild, well, that's what I was getting at before. Like, like you said, it, it might, you know, and I saw, you know, could it come down to draft night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could, it, it could. I mean, until it happens, anything's possible. If that happens, but you know, that the, you know, the Packers fan base is going to be absolutely melting down that day. Like everyone's, no one's going to get any work done that day. Everyone's going to be refreshing, trying to figure out what's going on, <laughs> what are they doing until a report and comes Jet out. Fans that, too. Yeah. Because here's another thing: the Jets have to know as much as the Packers need to know. All right, how many picks do we have? Do we have two second rounds? Do we have a second and this? Do we have what? What do we have? What do we have, Corey Day? And they, that's stuff that you need to know. Mm-hmm. Well, the Jets need to know: do we have a second round pick or did we trade it to the Packers? Right. Because they might want to move up. They're picking 13, right? So mm-hmm. if, if they know they're holding on to 13, maybe they want to move up to get a, a better offensive lineman than, they, than they're going to get a third. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Whatever they want to do, they have to know, well, how many bullets do we have in the gun? Do, do we have this two seconds? Do we only have one second? Do we give up both seconds? Do we, you know, they're, so it behooves both teams to get this done sooner than later. Or just so they know, just so you can do, make other moves or, or plan your your draft. I mean, a lot goes in, you know, teams don't show up Thursday evening and, and say, okay, okay. Yeah. Do we have to draft? It's, it's, it's not like when you do your, your fantasy draft. I, I think people do, I don't do fantasy football, but 
guys I know spend months working on it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I couldn't even say that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot goes into a draft and, and how, you know, where you're picking and what, how you want to do things. So the more knowledge you have going in, the, the better prepared you're, you're going to be for that Thursday night. Right. And Friday and Thursday, not just Thursday, that's just the first round, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, the whole, the whole, the whole draft. Is there a chance now this sounds ridiculous, but I'll throw it out there because I haven't heard anybody else talk about it. Is there a chance that for some reason and this would be kind of foolish because you're you're banking on something happening that you don't know if it's going to happen or not. But is there any reason why the Packers would be working out a deal with the Jets to say, hey, you're picking 13th, we're picking 15th. So you've got more ammo. You can get up into where you need to be. We want this player. You draft that guy and you trade him to us on draft night for Aaron Rodgers and figure out the rest of the compensation. That's again. That's an NBA thing, right? That, mm-hmm. that I don't follow the, the NBA as close as I used to, but isn't that what they do a lot? The, the only NBA, time I the guy. only time I could think of that I've seen that happen was when the Chargers went ahead and picked Eli Manning in 2004 right. and immediately sent him to the Jets or the, the Giants, to the Giants, Rivers, and then they flip flopped. Yeah, and they, you know, the Giants were able to get Rivers, and I have to, I have to assume that that's was in place yeah, already, was, and they yeah. had they had pretty good assurances that that was going to play out. Right. Yeah, that's the only NFL one I can remember, but it happens all the time, like. Like, like the Lakers didn't actually draft Kobe Bryant, Charlotte, did, Charlotte, and then traded him to the Lakers for, for Bobby Diva. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I could it happen? Yeah. See, here's what I think should happen. This is my, although now that Goody said he doesn't need her first, I don't know. But so the Jets have 13. And they don't want to give up 13. All right, I don't blame. Them. But the, if the Packers were insisting on a first round pick, if I was the Jets, I would sell that. I would put that 13th pick up for up for sale. Hmm. Not to the Packers, but to anybody else, and say, you know, so let's say Tampa Bay picking 19th wants to move up. I'll just use them as an example. So Tampa says, so the, so the Jets say to Tampa, all right, give us 19 and your second for 13, which is, I, I believe, I think I looked this up, and that, that, that would be a fair trade. So now the Jets have nine, 19, so they give the Packers 19, but now they have three second round picks, the Jets. Mm-hmm. Three second round picks, you can trade two of them and jump back into the first round pretty easily. Easily. So the Jets still get still have a first round pick. They have Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers are happy because they got the nineteenth pick. They didn't get the thirteenth, but they still got the nineteenth. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that and everybody I think that would be a happy ending for everybody. Right. You know, give me nineteen and Corey Davis. Yeah. Like well, like you said, the fatigue is is very it's there. You're warned. Like, let's just get to that happy ending, right? Let's just yeah, get it over. Let's get let's let's get to what the final result's going to be and and move on and let this team plan. I mean, it's it's I'm looking forward to transitioning into talking about what what it's going to look like. I mean, there's so many different ways that Green Bay could go. They've got a lot of things to address, and if they are adding new talent or young talent, they're going to have to add at least one, if not two, tight ends. That's going to be two more young yes. pass catchers. Matt LaFleur is going to have his work cut out for him with, with some of these young players and even Jordan Love. Jordan Love is, you know, he's, I wouldn't say like a grizzled veteran, but he's going to, going into his fourth year, right? So he's yeah. fourth year in the system and now he's going to play. Like he knows, he knows the offense. There's, there's going to be some learning curve. Now I, I like the reports that I saw and I'm not surprised. He's a young player and this is very common amongst the young players get trying to get together with Christian Watson and that's a great thing. Some yes. of the other receivers and getting together like, yeah, you love to see that. Obviously that's, that's something we haven't had for a while, but we also all said, Hey, I think it'll be fine. I mean, there were so many, so many, I won't call them Rogers apologists. Cause there were some people who were not as, as supportive who also said, Hey, listen, does he really need to be there? He knows the playbook. And are we overselling the idea of, of him being there? Well, I will tell you to your point, we'll go back to the, one of the first points that you made. Obviously it's important to the Packers. If it's true that that's what they said. And I think they probably did. We want you here during the off season. We need you at these workouts and these practices. Well, yeah, he, he didn't need to be there when he had Jordy Nelson and Greg Jennings and James Jones because mm-hmm. they, all, they all knew each other. And th- that, yeah, that was, but he didn't know th- these guys. And yeah. he needed to get to know those guys. And it's why the offense took so much time to get going this year mm-hmm. and why they looked out of sync so many games. And then, you know, I thought it was just because he wasn't there and he also went in when I learned, you know, just the other day that he also was blowing off game planning meetings. Well, that doesn't help the game plan, does it? No, not at all. Or the chemistry, the camaraderie, the messaging to the team. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, if he's doing that, and listen, I wasn't there, but if he's doing that and then he's going to sit there 
on McAfee and in any way, even if it's subtle, because he didn't he didn't like drag the Packers through the dirt when he went on McAfee. I would not say that, that that's what it no, was. But he took he, some little shots. He expressed some frustration and it's like, man, if you're going to express any frustration and that turns out to be true, like he just looks foolish at that point because you got no leg to stand on if that's the kind of stuff that you're doing. I mean, and here I am, somebody who's obviously never sniffed playing pro sports and I am not in the locker room. I don't know what it's like and you could probably speak to this better than I could about how stars act and when they finally, you know, you probably could tell stories about players who came in who were really buttoned up, polite, you know, gave the head nod, shook hands, were very polite. And then by the third or fourth year, when they realized they were the star of the team, like their actions, and their attitudes were probably very different. Some, not a lot, but some. But yes, I mean, stars have their, you know, there's a, like Donovan McNabb was the Eagle star for when I covered most of it. Mm-hmm. And there were guys that got along. I mean, he was. Every, see, here's the thing about about players: they're all in their own off the field. I'm talking about now. Like they're they all have their own lifestyles. So there's the married guys, there's the single guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't they have different likes. And mm-hmm. so you know, I, I remember Donovan telling me one time, "We don't all have to. I don't have to have dinner with these with all these guys every night. Sure. We don't have to be, hang out together. We don't have to do all that. But we have to be together when we're here." Mm-hmm. We're, we're here, you know, whatever, 10 hours a day, you know, five, six days a week. This is when we have to be together. Now, if we do go out to, to dinner sometimes, then that's fine. You know, that's nothing wrong with that. That, that. That's a good thing. But we don't, you know, that's not necessary to be successful. Now, years and years ago, the Buddy Ryan Eagles that I, that I covered when I first started covering the team, they were the closest. They, that was an incredibly... They had, I mean, and it didn't matter. Young, old, offensive linemen, running backs. It, it didn't. They they went bowling every Monday night. Mm-hmm. Bowling, <laughs> like the whole team, like thirty of them would go bowling. Um, they had picnics. They had barbecues. They had. I never saw. I mean, and again, that was I didn't know better because I I just started covering pro sports at that time. So to me, it was like, oh, this is what I guess everybody I guess this is what pro teams do. This is pretty cool. No. Nobody else is doing this, right? And, 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 and nobody did it after either. But and that that was, I mean, so that was a good thing. But I don't think, like I said, you don't have to do that. But you do have to get along while you're there, and you you need to be on the same page. And the the, the leader, Donovan McNabb, did not blow off OTAs and and um, you know non non mandatory mini camps, and he was there because he wanted to get work done with the guys on the team he wanted he, he was the he's the quarterback he's well, the all those years they were in the, the nfc championship game he's like i want to get to a damn super bowl right you know and again did, did he have some issues with some other guys yeah i mean everybody <laughs> things happen you know, just like any job you know every teacher doesn't get along in the school right every every police officer doesn't get along you know in the police department every whatever every sports writer didn't get along in the, at the newspaper i mean it's just that people are people but as long as you work together at your at your job, that's the important thing. And Aaron Rodgers wasn't, from what we're learning, wasn't doing his job. Yeah, now, no. One more thing I want to talk to them. I'm, I'm sure we're going to wrap it up soon. But this this whole thing, and, and Rodgers is the one that put it out there. And, and I and I see a lot of fans and whatever um, people getting on this. The Packers don't treat their players right uh, oh, as geez. they leave. Yeah, it's a. It's, <laughs> What are they supposed to – I mean, again, I'll, I'll compare it to the Eagles because it's the only other team that I know. The Eagles let Reggie White go <laughs> and kicked him out the door. They let Brian Dawkins go. That's two Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. not, not, not Eagle Hall of Famers, NFL Hall of Famers. Right. Brian Dawkins was, was ignored and thrown out and then, let, you know, very bitter ending. But guess what? Now Dawkins comes around and they hang and then, you know, Reggie, very bitter ending. Troy Vincent, they let go. Not a Hall of Famer, but – borderline off they traded McNabb in the division they in the him, division they traded yeah. him to Washington uh-huh. <laughs> I mean it's just every and I, I'm, I'm, I'm using them because it's what I know but we go on and on with with, with different teams that have jumped the, the 49ers got traded Joe Montana we've used that example right? on the show before and here's the other thing too is that I mean we're talking about Jordy Nelson right please right yeah no Jordy was, was done Jordy Nelson was done when they let him go yeah was, his last year was painful to watch to 
for me as a guy that liked him. That last year was painful. It was. He yeah, couldn't Jordy, play anymore. Jordy, yeah, I, that 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 whole thing was fine. So Mark Tauscher was asked a good question the other day on his radio show mm-hmm. in in ESPN Milwaukee, I think, and it was like, hey. Some people seem to think that the Packers are just fine letting players go. Some people think the Packers don't treat players well when they let them go. What's the right way to do it? Like, what's the best way to do it? Do you, you know, do you coddle them on the way out, give them a big hug and and make sure that they're, you know, that you, you pack a lunch and send them on their way? Or do you just say, hey, it's business. You, you know, you know what this is. Uh, we appreciate everything that you've done. Good luck elsewhere. And his answer was, honestly, it's probably a little bit of both. There mm-hmm. isn't, there isn't, and, and I trust a hundred percent because I've got decades worth of watching the Packers to say confidently the Packers at the very least split down the middle. I think they take pretty good care of their players and it's evidenced by how many of them come back yep. and still represent the team and attend events and how many of them will never come back, which is a very small number. Well, I'll say this, and this is, this is, from my my again personal experience in it, so I I'm 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 not this this isn't speculation. This is me. The last six since I moved down here, so for the past six years, I've written hundreds and hundreds of stories for the NFL.com. The play it's called Play Football, Player Operations. So okay. Troy, Troy Vincent runs the runs it, and Troy hired me to to write stories for it. So it's and it's all about former players. And what you know, we, we we took a lot of different twists and turns and different angles on the stories. But I talked to I don't know how many former players, a lot of it about what they're doing now and what this that. Well, I learned in my six years of doing this, no, the no team treats their alumni better than the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. No team, not even it's not even close. There's a, I mean, I, and I'm and I'm not saying other teams treat them treat them poorly. It, you know, they're all pretty, but no team. I mean, and the players know it. The players say it. Other players say, oh, yeah, uh, man, I was talking to my so-and-so from the Packers. Yeah, man, uh, we don't do that. We don't get that. Tony Fisher, the former running back mm-hmm. for the Packers, he was part of that three when Amon Green, Najee Davenport, and him. He runs the Packers alumni, and and he's wonderful. He's, let me just say this. He does an unbelievable job. And the things they do for their alumni, and not, and not just the stars, not just the, you know, the superstars. I mean, other just guys, Billy Schroeder, you know, the backup wide receiver. Yep, he's welcome back. You know, they're always bringing players back for different events and to do things. And I'm telling you, I know this for there's there isn't another one of the 31 teams that treat their alumni better than the Green Bay Packers do. I will say that not as a Packer fan, as a writer that had to write hundreds of stories over the last six years. So there you have it. I mean, and and I think this would be a good thing to promote. And there's even some work that you've done that that can be looked up and that can corroborate that and say, listen, and I, I think what I'm hearing you say is that teams do a good job of taking care of their players, but the Packers are a notch above. Yes. And so, I mean, just for instance, like just like I had to find all these stories, like Troy didn't give me like I picked who I wanted to do the stories on. He, he just said, you know, I was doing like three, four stories a month and it was on any he said, you're on your own. Just, you know, any former player, of course. I had my old Eagles. I did a lot of former Eagle stories because I had I knew those guys. I had their still had their phone numbers or whatever. But then I would have to call around the teams to say. So I called the Cardinals. Hey, can you help me out? I'm I'm looking for some former. And I, I'd get help somewhat from this team. That the Packers they couldn't they couldn't help me enough. They couldn't. Tony Fisher and his people in that office um, couldn't help me enough. And every player that they got me couldn't be couldn't be nicer and. Looking, you know, it was, it, it was. I, I just can't say. And, and again, people, oh, well, you're a Packer fan. Well, if I wasn't a Packer fan, I would become a Packer fan because of how much they helped me do my job for the last six years. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were just, they went out of their way. I mean, out of their way to help. Which is, which is awesome. That's great to hear. And some and- other teams, I'm again, Denver Broncos, very good. Carolina Panthers, pretty good. Eagles, not me. Eagles, well, they they knew me, so it was a little, little different. But, but no, the Packers are just above and beyond when it comes to. Alumni Where did the That's Arizona awesome. Cardinals fall? Just out of curiosity. No comment. <laughs> They're okay. I, don't I, I didn't say that. They were okay. How did I know that would be that would be the case? No, I mean they, they have to okay. take care. They, were, they, they weren't. They weren't the worst. Right. They weren't in the top 
No, but yeah. they they I mean they they bring in so many players at the end of their career like they better they should be really good at at taking care of players when they're retiring or they're sending them off and they're not going to bring them back. But I say that tongue in cheek cuz you know how I feel about the Cardinals. So, my last question they're before good, we they're they're better with their current players. Well, they I would hope so, especially after that. I mean, make them available for stories and things like that, but as far as their alumni department, not nearly, not even a, not even on the same hemisphere as the, as the, as Packers. the Green Bay Packers. Well, I would hope so, especially after that report came out about the, the food at the facility and all that. Like, they, they better be making some changes inside the building there. That's all, I, that's all I have to say. So before we yeah. get into what you're working on over at Packer Report, I have one final question for you, which yeah. is no wrong answer. I just want to know your opinion. What So what do you think it's going to take to – get this deal done. I don't know whether it's the Packers needing to nudge the Jets or the other way around. So what do you think it's going to take? What do you think they're, where they're at right now? You mean a compensation or what is, I think what it's going to take is forget Joe Douglas, forget talking to him, get Woody Johnson has already come out and his, his, he's, he's anxious. His, he has anxiety. Go to, go, they got, I don't know if it's Murphy or Brian, whoever has to get to Woody and say, Woody, come on, your guys were holding this thing up. Let's get it done. Yep. That's what I, that's what I think has to get it done. In terms of the compensation, I don't I don't know what's fair anymore. That's really hard to predict. I mean, that I would I don't hold like, your... I don't. I'll say this: I don't like the fact, and this is being thrown out there now, that the pack. If Rodgers retires, the Packers have to give the Jets something back. I don't like that from a Packers standpoint. This season, if he retires. That's on you. This season? No, 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 no. That is, no. After the, there, there's the there's the one rumor out there that uh, the Packers get a second round pick this year. They get a second that could become a first next year. Oh, and and, and they, Corey Davis, mm-hmm. and but then if Rodgers only plays one year, the Packers have to give the Jets a pick back. No, nope, work like out a, a whatever work, kind of pick. No, nope, like, work out know. work out the deal you want to make and stick with it. It's a risk, and you know that he's a thirty nine year old NFL player. Yeah, I mean, plus if he reti- if he retires because he doesn't like living in New York, well, that's not my fault, right? right. <laughs> or he doesn't like, you know. Joe Douglas, that's again, that's that's it's your job now. I gave him to you. It's your job to keep to, to keep him happy for the next couple of years. That's a good point too, because it could change based on how it is in New York. Not like right now, but if if the Jets are the one where it's like, hey, I've got all these grievances. I got here and this this was bad, and I don't want to play a second year. Too bad, so sad. The deal is the deal is done. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Packers have to give him back anything if he doesn't. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> all right. I don't mind. Like I don't. I don't mind a pick. Like the fall, when they traded Favre, whenever many years ago, it started. I mean, it was one of them escalators. If the more the, the better Favre played, and the better the Jets played, the better that pick became the next year. Right. I don't mind that. I, that's I think that's a fair thing. Yeah, that's 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 totally reasonable. But you can still get really good compensation doing it that way. And so, what the heck are they waiting for? Just hammer this no, thing no. out and get it get it done. I mean, the Jets have again. They have no. They have no other option. Lamar Jackson is not walking He's through not that door. Jets, He's no. not going to the Jets. No. It's not going to happen. So you have Their no. Options are like they're none. They got they they can't put Zach Wilson back out there. <laughs> it's the Jets, Mark. Don't forget. I mean, even the coach said the other day, "Yeah, Zach's going to be our number two. It's the Jets. It is. It's the Jets. <laughs> if you just push them into you know push them deeper or further out, then they'll find out they can't swim. I will like, never. I will never not be petulant and work that into any podcast ever. <laughs> See, yeah, here's what I here's what I want to happen. Even though I don't think it's going to, I think Lamar Jackson is going to be a Baltimore Raven. I've been saying that since they put the tag on him. But I'd love to see Lamar go to wherever Atlanta. Just pick a team because now I'm on the phone with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Packers, right? Yep. Baltimore doesn't want a rookie quarterback. Baltimore's built to win now. Mm-hmm. Unless they don't want to play that Hundley guy. Right. right. I mean, Rodgers and Baltimore would make sense if they lost, if they were to lose, lose John Lamar. Right. Well, he'd play well if he was playing against the Packers. But Green Bay even won that game two years ago. So even though they gave up, it was a it was a closer game than it needed to be with with Huntley a quarterback. But yes, I'm. Yeah, I'm I mean, joking. listen, Huntley's a very good backup. But you're not. Baltimore's not 17 not games. Right. With, uh, right. They're not winning anything with with him. They, I mean, they, you know, they might they got to the playoffs and got beat. I mean, that, that's what they're going to be. They're going to be a. A wild card team that, and then guess what? That division got got better. Right. So they're not. I mean, if they were to lose Lamar, they would. They couldn't. They they can't ride with him. They got to try to do something else. I'd be on the phone. Hey, <laughs> and then the Jets really get panicky. Right. Then this happens out of just sheer force of nature. Right. So, and then regardless of how it goes down, as long as it goes down favorably, Brian Gutekunst is going to get the credit for it. And if Jordan Love works out, then he's going to be in good shape. If not. 
everyone's going to revisionist back to 2020 and say that was when he that was when he put one of the nails in his proverbial coffin but we're way way far away from that we have no idea if that's the case and and hopefully not obviously you know we want the the Packers to thrive so so I guess this is our last show before the draft series so we're going to be doing draft stuff starting next week the whole the whole uh, pack a day crew will be but uh before we get to to that or next week's show i should say what is up at packer report right now and what's coming up well draft stuff i've been doing my my draft series and ironically uh what's up now is a story about the tight end which is what you and i are going to be talking about next yeah that was cool speaking of you know the the news cycle hasn't always been the greatest to us i'm not going to complain it worked out a couple weeks ago but for us to get tight ends, that's a great one to talk about because there's oh, no yeah. shortage of need in Green Bay for that one. So and and, it, and it's probably one of the stronger positions in this. It's, it's the strongest offensive position mm-hmm. in this draft. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having that conversation. You had, you had yep. some some good notes written up there, and you talked to some very credible people around the league, too. So it's meaty, good meaty information. So unless something pops between now and Monday, I don't know if there'll be a Quick Slants podcast. I'll do something if there's anything newsworthy. But otherwise... I'll Saturday, be back. April Fool's Day is when April Fool's. Well, that's true. When the trade happens, well, then you'll definitely hear me on Monday. But thanks for riding along, everybody, with the Thursday edition of the Packaday podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. Spring has sprung. Hopefully, the weather is getting nicer wherever you're at. Get out and enjoy some sunshine. Hopefully, hopefully, the snow is melting wherever you're at. Stay warm, stay safe, and go, Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.